0: Welcome back, my mindset explorers. This episode, we're going to be really diving into what video is. Alex B Sheridan is my guest today, and we discuss how your video should be your 24/7 sales rep. And when he first said that to me, I didn't really understand what that meant. Uh, how how can I actually sell anything with video? I began to think, right? And, and I really began to question So in my conversation with Alex, we get into a number of things because I, for one, didn't like video, wasn't comfortable with video, haven't been, never will be, not true, though I think that I have gotten more comfortable with it. So in my conversation, we talk about how to get comfortable with video, what it does for you to be on video and how that builds credibility quickly, what edutainment is, which is a new term. Uh, That's really not completely new, but it's actually catching a lot of attention recently Uh, and really what that means for edutainment and how that can be found in the world and why that industry in itself is starting to take off nowadays. So what does Alex really bring to the table? Well, he takes anyone and everyone that's willing to kind of utilize video and wants to get comfortable on video and he gets them to tell their story. Uh, and then it becomes a sales rep for them. That is a twenty-four-seven, non-sleeping, if you will, never-ending video series that you have the power of. And the power of video is connection. And I, I, I was looking into like quotes and all these things that kind of nailed down the power of video. And I found this one quote. I don't know who it's by. It says unknown when I when I looked for it online, but. I think it says it best, if a picture is worth a thousand words, what's a video worth? And I'll let you answer that and let you kind of think on that. But if you're wanting to get on video, you want to get comfortable with video, if you want to even start to try to push video out there on on social media, it's worth listening to this episode. Uh, Because again, you'll walk away with more confidence and more ideas for how to get on video the right way. So stick around. I'm not going to keep you from the episode anymore. We're going to get into this show and just be sure to hit that follow and subscribe button. If you haven't already, we have so many incredible guests every week. Every Wednesday, we drop a new guest. So let's get into this one. All right, Alex, so excited to have you here, man. I I always am a fan of your video editing. It is the most fun and interactive video I have seen in a long time. And you make it seem easy and to the point. And as you say, it should be your 24 seven sales rep. So I want to dive into that. I want to get into the mind of that and how you kind of found this. But first and foremost, thanks so much for coming on the show
1: absolutely man excited to be here
0: yeah it's gonna be a good one and we're gonna kind of dice it up into again the mind and video and where you plan to go but time kind of getting the ball rolling and getting it moving forward into the direction where i like to take my guests and also my listeners i want to know who alex was on the playground who were you as a kid
1: (laughs) oh man i was the kid that was just like running a million miles per hour all over the place couldn't sit still Um, would occasionally get in trouble, but love to hang out with his friends, love to use his imagination and his creativity to make up games and environments and that kind of stuff. And so it's funny, man, I really haven't changed all that much. Just grew up a little bit.
0: Yeah. That's the best part of it is when you don't lose that part of yourself as growing up, uh, was you said imagination and creativity, curiosity, a big part of that. Did you just care about how things worked? What was that for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, and to your point earlier, I think we all, we grow up and we have the sense that we've got to be an adult now and we lose the inner child within us. And that inner child is the imagination. It's the creativity. It's the, it's imagining things that just don't really seem possible uh, unless you're seeing things through a sort of different lens, right? Like we think realistic and what's logical and what's supposed to happen. And a lot of times kids think, well, I don't care what's supposed to happen. Like, this could happen. What if we did this? Or what if we pretended that this happened? And then this was, you know, what if we pretended we were all somebody, you know, and so that's the type of stuff that for me, I just try to carry over to my, um, adulthood, but, um, you're saying that uh, curiosity. Yeah. I mean, I think curiosity is, is a big piece, right? Like I'm, I'm still curious to this day, but definitely as a kid, I was just curious into in, other people and interested in other people and what their stories were and where they came from and why they thought the way they way they thought. And, um, and being curious about exploring new places and new adventures and what's around the corner. and I think that's so important, man.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a big focal point of just developing as an adult or becoming an adult and being a child. And a lot of conditioning kind of happens in that way and we lose that. So I'm curious as my own curiosity is stemming here, how did you not lose it? Or did you in fact lose it in a time?
1: Well, I did lose my curiosity and creativity to an extent um, when I got kind of like through the high school system, the college system, I graduated, I thought that then I was now in society and this was, you know, this was years back. So it's different than it is now even, but I thought that I had to fit into society. Like I was like, all right, I'm coming out of college. I got to get a corporate job. I get the nice job. I've got to fit in with all of my teammates and my surroundings. This is kind of how I've got to act. I can't be too silly. I can't imagine things that are, are a little bit outside of the box. And it wasn't until I started my own business and I kind of broke into entrepreneurship that I learned, like, wait a second. The, the creativity inside of me that's been kind of leashed up on chains for the last you know, 10, 15 years, uh, that's actually what's going to get me ahead. Those were actually the things that could project or propel my business to the next level. Those are the things that were going to help me win clients, build my brand, create better content. So it was an eye-opening for experience for me over time that I realized that actually being yourself and uh, and yeah, using your creativity and your natural gifts, whether that's you're your quirky, you're a little bit funny, you've got some artistic ability, you know, whatever it is, using those things in your content, in your business, in your sales, actually is a is a massive advantage and it's the one thing that most people don't take advantage of
0: i have to agree with that wholeheartedly and and i want to focus into a part of that development as you said I went from corporate and I went to starting my own business and that can be iffy for some people and I want to say probably some listeners are in that cusp in that transitional period of I need to do this I want to do this this is a drive this is a passion there's parts of me I'm just not fulfilling in the corporate world or the business world the nine-to-five traditional whatever it be I want to take that next step how did you do it, or what even some words of wisdom would you say to somebody that wants to take those steps forward toward
1: that? You're gonna, if you're working a full-time job and you want to leave your full-time job for your side hustle, your dream, it's it's a complicated situation in question because everyone's situation is so different, right? Like it might depend on how old you are, if you have kids, do you live with your parents, do you not? Do you, you know, where are you at in your job, your income levels, what do you, how, how in far debt you are, you know? So I think there's a like, there's not like one answer, but what worked for me is I I became so committed to this plan A that I had. Like I have two two daughters, two kids, you know. And so it's not like I could just jump ship tomorrow as soon as I had the idea and say whatever. I'll just make it. I'll live off ramen noodles the next you know six months. Like I had kids to think of. I had you know. And so for me, it was like I the mindsets. I know you're big on a mindset. I had to switch my mindset to say I am going to make this happen. Like either I make this happen or I die. Like that was my mindset. And so it wasn't like it happened the next day, but that, that mindset put me into a position where I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to make this happen. What do I need to do on a daily basis in order to make that happen? And I just, I never really looked back. I, I always, I set my visions forward and I was like, this is going to happen. Every day I woke up, I was like, I'm going to have my own business. I'm not going to be working this job for forever. But then you can't just think high level. You got to break that down and say, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, What do I do daily? What are the habits that I need to start building? What are the the things I need to start sacrificing in order to make that happen? So I worked pretty much every single night, you know, until late at night. I worked pretty much every single weekend if I wasn't hanging out with my kids. So I think it starts with the the mindset and the vision and eliminate all the excuses if you're really serious about it. Um, And then you need to start getting strategic. Then you need to start saying, okay, let me break this down now, this vision down into manageable goals and tasks and habits and then you need to execute those on a daily basis. Yeah, that's
0: that's super powerful to be able to know that and find that. And a lot of people struggle with that. And then having that focal target where you just, this is it. This is da- do or die, right? Without a doubt, 100% belief and passion behind yourself. Did that just come natural? Did you just, did you use books? How did you find the process, if you will, of well, stepping me, in mean, and breaking Honestly, down?
1: I think for me... You know, it definitely contributed to the fact that I was at a low place in my life, right? So I was going through a divorce at the time. I was hit a low point in my career where I'd switched territories and it was just like, I was just not in a great place. I wasn't really happy with who I was. Like, I didn't feel like I was using my full potential at the time. Like always wanted to kind of start a business, but never really went all in. And so I think there was a lot of contributing factors. I moved out of a condo into a tiny one bedroom apartment. That was motivating for me with two kids. There were so many things that, Actually, the toughest time in your life sometimes is actually the best uh, launch pad to go into the next best phase of your life, meaning that it's a good motivator and inspirer in a lot of ways. Because when you kind of hit that bottom or a bottom, right, or a step below, when you hit that bottom, you've got a choice. You can hit it and just like not let the momentum do anything. And you just kind of hit it and you stay there for a while. And that happens to a lot of people, unfortunately. And then it's tough to get out because the momentum is kind of keeping you down. Or when you hit that bottom or low point, you go poof and you bounce the fuck back up and you come back up stronger and ever and you come up more motivated and more inspired. And I looked at my life and I was like, this isn't the life that I wanted. Like I didn't even the college thing, the getting the corporate job, the doing what I'm doing now is like, this wasn't my, I, when did I set out for this vision? This wasn't my stuff. This is what my parents and society wanted for me. And so, I actually got clear during that downtime. And I was like, this is the time I'm going to reset, but I'm hitting the reset button on my life. I'm hitting this bottom. Like I'm going to bounce back up and I'm not just going to bounce back into randomness. I'm going to bounce back into a life that I want to create a business that I want to create that will give me freedom. And so I was like, man, I'm going to stop happening to life and start, or I'm going to stop letting life happen to me and start happening to life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the big part of it. And I think everybody has these moments and you, you highlighted them beautifully right is that we have these c- catalytic, these moments in time where we hit a, a rock bottom if you will if you want to call it rock bottoms really never a bottom there's a choice there that we get to stay in that sulk in that or like you said bounce right out of that and take that energy and move it forward and in that transition for you finding video was video the focal point initially how
1: did you get clear on that <laughs> yeah it's so funny what video was not the focus in the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey I mean I really set out to be like a sales consultant. Like I was like, cause I was doing, I was a B2B sales rep in my previous company, a, a big multi-billion dollar company for six years, had a lot of success doing sales and was teaching other people. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to start my own business, I'm going to do, I'm going to do sales consulting. I'm going to help small and medium-sized companies like grow their sales teams, right? Cause I just knew that I had systems and processes and strategies. And what changed the game for me is when I got on LinkedIn, I started posting video content on LinkedIn in 2019. And not right away, not the second video, not the fifth video, you know, it wasn't magical. But soon after I started to consistently post in videos, I noticed that the people that I was trying to reach out and target as clients were coming to me because they would see my video on LinkedIn and they'd say, hey, I just saw your video talking about X, Y, and Z. I'm curious, like, what do you know about this? Or how could you help us with this? Or I looked at your profile, it looks like you do this, like you come from this background. Like, how are you making these videos? And then it turned into more of the LinkedIn questions. And I was like, you know instead of a uh, cold calling and doing the traditional sales model which can still work i was like i think this video thing and this social selling and linkedin i think it's all going to be big in the future this was a few months before covid right so <laughs> i had no clue what was coming i didn't know everything was going digital like literally overnight and i was just like i think this video thing is going to go in places you know and linkedin and and so i just i just went all in man in january 2020 i said i'm going all in on linkedin on video on social media content social selling and, um, and that became the business. And I continued to put out video and it just continued to win me more clients, build my brand, get me on podcasts like this. And it was a uh, sort of a chain reaction from there.
0: Yeah, I I, got, I want to highlight the part where video is the future, right? And that's if somebody is listening right now and struggling to maybe see that. How can you see it in, in, from your point of view now, your vantage point two years later, here we are video is the thing that you sell so how is where do you see video going is kind of what we're trying to see
1: yeah i mean it's video is the present and the future it's like it's already here i mean if you look at all the other platforms like if you look at TikTok, what's happening on instagram facebook youtube i mean twitter's even, you know like even linkedin now is getting much more into video and realizing the importance of it and whatnot so Um, it's here. But I mean, I think what's going to happen, like video is so new for a lot of content creators and especially companies are still warming up to the whole social media thing in general. In the past, it was like very foreign or like, especially on LinkedIn, they would post like a corporate article or something kind of promo-ish. And companies are still just warming up to the fact that they need to post content consistently. And then getting video on video was one step beyond that. But now that people are starting to warm up to videos, what you're going to see happen over the next couple of years is there's going to be a ton more videos out there, right? And so companies now are going to have to figure out what is our competitive edge and how do we stand out in our marketplace? And they're going to start using things like TikTok is going to be big over the next couple of years with businesses. People thought for a long time, and it was for a little while, dancing kids and fun stuff and highly entertaining stuff. But now it's a real, real platform for businesses to win clients there, build their brand and gain, you know, and build a community there. And so I think um, video, you know, it's going to continue to get more edutainment. There's going to continue to be more fun stuff. I think we're getting away from the corporate. Hi, my name's Alex. And I'm, you know, that stuff's gone. Like the, this, the, the extra promo ish stuff, the real slow stuff. Like, I think that's going to be gone, but there's still a place for long form and short form content. I just think it's going got the markets be kind of going to become more saturated. And, um, we're going to use platforms a little differently than we have in the past.
0: Yeah, I definitely can see that coming. And I see that moving, trending that direction right now. And I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding about video and I want to clear that up now is that they don't need a 4k camera to get high quality videos or even start doing that stuff. So
1: you can do it as simply as your phone. Is that right? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm recording this session on my on my iPhone, iPhone 13. I mean, you don't need any fancy equipment to get started in video. That's what that's one of the biggest misconceptions about video content. Is like, well, I don't I don't have a studio, I don't have a good camera, I don't have it's like your smartphone nowadays is is amazing quality. And what's funny about social media too is like, especially on the TikTok and the Instagram and that kind of stuff, like and even getting on LinkedIn. People appreciate the more authentic type content, where it almost looks like you just pulled out your phone, you're recording some content, you're talking to the audience. They actually dig this stuff. It's actually good. Like, so I think, and it, I mean, you could use your phone. There's so many different features on your phone. You could flip it this way, make more of a YouTube-style video, send it to editing. You could do vertical, which would be great for TikTok or Reels. I mean, yeah, all you need is your video. Like, if anybody says they don't have the right technology. They either don't understand video content, or they're using that as an excuse to not get started with the videos.
0: Yeah, I, The one interesting article that I've, I've consumed recently is that even the younger generations are only simply consuming content and information from video, which is that's a if you're a business and you're trying to think about you know next ten years. Next 10 years, that generation that's 20 right now will be in the buying time. So how are you gonna be pivotal in that place where you are absolutely targeting the next buyer generation underneath the millennial? So,
1: Yeah, and that's what we're seeing happen. If you look at the stats, like if you just look at the numbers on the amount of people that are buying on from videos now, it's gone through the roof and video consumption um, among people from 2018 to 2022 doubled. I think it was something like 10 hours per week of people, of video people consumed on uh, on, in, on the internet. And in 2022, it was something like 19 hours. And so it's literally doubled in four years. So where are we going in two years from now? You think there's going to be more videos or less? There's going to be more videos. And so you have to start thinking about video content as a 24-7 sales rep for your business, meaning get video out there from a prospecting standpoint, meaning that's hitting people's feeds, LinkedIn feeds, TikTok feeds, you know, wherever your customers are at, YouTube, you're hitting feeds and you're getting people aware of you. You're building trust, credibility, likability, because you're talking about things that matter to your customers. You're educating, you're entertaining, you're providing value. That's getting people in kind of top and mid funnel sometimes. And sometimes one video wins you a client. They see one video, they just, it's the right time. They reached out, Alex, I saw your video on this, this, and this. We need to start doing that. Let's set up a time to talk. That happens all the time. But a lot of other cases, they'll see two months, three months, months, six months worth of videos, and maybe it wasn't the right time six months ago. But now it's six months later; it is the right time, and you've built so much trust and credibility with that audience because they've seen your feet in your videos in the feed nonstop. It's an easy reach out, right? Versus googling a random service they never heard from, and then to take a one step further, using videos your twenty four seven sales rep, then they go look at things like your featured content section and your LinkedIn profile, or they click the link in your in your TikTok link, or they go to your website. And what do they see there? More videos. And it's not even you selling all the time. It's your customer testimonial videos, your client success story. So now they're selling for you. So I could be sleeping at 2 a.m. and somebody with a few hours different time zone is going through my videos. <laughs> they're getting sold that way. They're going to my website, landing page, LinkedIn, whatever it is. They're getting more sold because now they're literally watching and listening to my customers talk about how amazing the results are from working with me. They book a call. I wake up. It's you know 6 a.m., 5.30 in the morning, and I've got a call booked with a person that's going to become the client
0: yeah that's the that's journey large. man that's exactly that's how it, it works that's, that's it. a sales rep it's,
1: <laughs> it's yeah. a sales rep dude a,
0: yeah that's a, that's it and that's the thing and uh, what i've gained from being on video and anybody that's like apprehensive still after that big old spiel of how powerful video is is that when you get on video and you are in front of the person and you are talking to them and they feel talked to they already feel like they know you when they're hopping on that call. You don't even have to build any kind of relation of like, "Here's what I do. This is what I offer." Blah 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 blah. There's no pitch in that regard. They are already coming to you with the problem, figuring out how can you help them.
1: So, dude, on that point, I'll get. It's a gr- you make a great point, and I'll give you a really good example to go with that, a real life example. When I spent six years in corporate America, I would cold call, I would email, I would knock on doors. That's how I booked appointments not saying it can't work cuz it did work for me and it still can work to a certain extent but every single every single time I went in that meeting it was always it felt the same there was friction i had to explain myself i had to kind of build rapport with them they didn't really trust me yet right all these barriers were just built up because they never seen me they didn't know who the heck i was or what the value i brought there was no trust versus when i started my own business and i would bring in leads and even sometimes on the outbound but they would see my video content and they, I would build trust and credibility with them and likability with them. When I had that call, it was like they were calling me because a lot of times they were reaching out to me. It was an inbound lead. And they would say, man, I've seen all your videos. You were talking about this and you got this. And I went to your profile. I saw your customers talk about what you're doing with them. And like, you know, they're basically ready to buy. You're warming them up. So it's a big difference between having a sales conversation from a cold kind of outbound versus an inbound through your content, through branding.
0: Yeah. And that's it. That brings up the valid point of the branding part. And I think a lot of people with the video branding and personal brand, that's been a big focal point. I want to kind of give it simple steps, actionable steps for somebody that wants to get on video and getting in that right mind and and saying saying, hit the record button and then post it is that first one and you said it I've done it the first video the first post it flops it just absolutely trash (laughs) that the point is is that you have to flop in order to get the viral or in order to get better post content and traction so for somebody that's wanting to get on video what is the simplest easiest step to get comfortable with it initially
1: Actually, and and just to go one step before that, I actually think a a unpopular answer to what is your advice to people that want to get on camera is I would ask them how bad do you want it? Because honestly, man, anytime you're going to start something new, video is so weird where people think they should be amazing at it from the beginning. Like if you were going to play baseball or swing a golf club like, or play tennis, you would never get out there and be like, oh, it's my first time. I'm not a, I'm not amazing. Like, I'm not, I can't like hit a hole in one. My, like, you would just assume like, well, dude, I've never done this before. Of course I'm gonna suck it. I'm probably gonna have to golf like 50 to hundred times before I even get relatively good at it, right? But on video, we think that we should be amazing at it even though people haven't created videos their whole life. So there's that component. The second thing I would, so it's like, how bad do you want it? I mean, if you really want to build your brand and your business and you understand the importance of it and you want to win clients and this is the present and the future and you realize that, then, dude, yeah, there's going to be some tough time. It's not going to go viral right away. You're going to f- make some bad videos for a while. That's part of the process. So accept that and understand that early on. But in terms of actually getting on it, actionable advice. Uh, There's two things that I always recommend to people when they're first getting on video. If they're kind of nervous to make videos, if you're not nervous, just go, right? Like talk to your audience, talk about things that matter to your potential clients, build a real brand, like provide value, education, motivation, entertainment, and just go and do it on the platforms that make sense for your business and hopefully have a good organic reach. But if you're nervous about it, there's two things I'd recommend. One, you can create videos and then just not post them, right? So don't be like, I don't want, I'm scared to post. How many videos have you created and not posted? Zero. Well, it's like, well, then what's your excuse though? Because I'm not asking you to post them. I just want you to go create 10 videos, 20 videos, 30 videos. You can't tell me that by the end of 30 videos that you wouldn't be comfortable posting one of those videos. Like you will be. It'll be just the practice and the reps that you put in. The second thing I would say is uh, sometimes it's really easy for people to do one of these where they just hop on a Zoom call or a video call with a friend, a colleague, and just for each of you, you can get great content, pick five topics or three topics that your clients care about and just go back and forth, ask each other questions. It'll be very conversational, put no pressure on it at all. If we get great content, great. If we don't, that's okay. It's a learning experience. And I guarantee you'll get some good clips from that. And then you can trim that up and post that or you know, have it edited or whatever the case may be. But use other other people, use, use natural conversations to, to, win, to uh, create video content too. Yeah, I think that's the, that's
0: a big part. And both parts are really big, right? That was step one is when you're, you're again, just make 30 posts or 30 videos and don't even post any of them, right? I guarantee, like you said, find one. And then that second part, that conversational content is way better than reading from a script. Hello, my name is right. It's just too, too robotic and too much. You know, people can feel that it's not real, right? It's not authentic. And if you're passionate, and you're talking with a friend or a colleague, and you, whatever it be, it's, it's going to flow and they're going to feel that energy and they're going to feel that and pull on it. And then, you know, you just, you got to send it. That's the next part is and send it and then send it and then send it.
1: I always say, I mean, I've posted about this before, but I had seven posts in a row on LinkedIn that got zero likes and zero comments, seven posts in a row. Back when I first started posting in 2019, no comments, no likes. And so, like, for some reason, that eighth post, I was like, it, it's going to happen. You know, <laughs> like, I just, I just kept going. I was like, whatever. But my point is, like, I, and I share that with clients because I was working with a client um, a couple of weeks ago and he was kind of bummed about his, his posts not doing well. And I was like, let me show you something. And I scrolled way back on the LinkedIn because it takes four trillion years to get back on the LinkedIn feed. And I went way back as he was talking. I was like, scrolling and I showed him seven posts in a row. I'm like, how does that make you feel? And he's like, honestly, it makes me feel a lot better. Cause I didn't, I thought this was like, it was a me problem. You know, I'm like, it's not man. It's, and, and then he kept continue he continued to went on. And obviously he's posting more content. He's doing the social selling and he, and he got his first inbound lead four days after that conversation. So it's like, you need those little wins along the way, but you got to realize that you're going to just, it's not going to, it's not going to work magnificently right away.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's never, and it's not supposed to. And you had a, yeah, you had a great analogy with the golf and the baseball and anything, Embrace the suck phase because it's gonna happen. You have to, and then it goes back to do you want it? it?" it.
1: Exactly, and it happens to me still after years of creating videos and building a brand on video content and having a company that does video content. I'll have posts that don't do well now. Don't do well for me is different than someone that first started. Of course, it's, it's all relative. But I have posts. I have several posts in a row that were like, man, that's not hitting, right? So I'm like, what can I learn? How can I improve? Or was it just a one off thing? You know, and so you're always going through these ups and downs with content. It's like you, you hope to over time, you know, continue to move up and you gain more reach and you get bigger communities and that kind of stuff, but you're always going to have these kind of ebbs and flows with your content. So don't get too high and don't let it make you happy when your content does well, because that's dangerous, but don't get too, don't get low when it doesn't do well. Just know that you're going to, you're going to go a little bit low, but it's going to go back up. so, um nothing nothing will last it will always change
0: yeah and that's a that's a valid and very wiz, wise and wisdom to basically pass on anybody anybody that's established anyone that's just starting anyone anyone is that it's, there it's also why
1: it's also why consistency is the name of the game putting out quality content consistently because that allows you to when you're down you just keep posting when you're doing amazing you keep posting you learn you evolve along the way you innovate along the way but consistency is what gets you there. It's not, you know, I got a couple good videos then some bad ones. It's like, you just got to keep going. You have to keep keep moving forward. And I think the
0: best part, after you've been doing it for a while and creating content, getting to that mindset of just, this is it. I'm just, this is what I do every day, day in and day out. And then what you do to really improve is like you said, you had that low phase or relatively low phase for yourself and you compare and you say, what's in this content that just didn't hit it? right? Was it the quality? Was it cuts? Was it the message? Did it not just that it not make sense. And then you compare it to really good content. And you say, how can I make it that bridge?
1: Dude, that is it. That's one thing I never do with my content is I never blame the algorithm or other people or my audience for how shitty my post did. I look inwards and I go, what about that video? Was it the title? Was it the hook? Was it how I said it? Was it where I said it? Was it the copy, you know, the written text? Was it, you know, what about that video or that piece of content? Did it hit? And I'm trying to learn from it and I'm not trying to overanalyze, but I do want to learn and continue to innovate continue to get better. The mistake people make is they just, well, we've tried it and their content sucks for three months because it's like boring corporate stuff or like overly, there's no hook. There's no intrigue. It's not, it's just, It's not good content. And then they blame the audience or the algorithm or the platform for their lack of success. And it's ridiculous. You have to look inwards. If your content isn't doing well over a long period of time, that's a you thing. That's not a platform thing. And then the last thing I'll say on that is that there's a difference between being interested and being committed. So if you're interested, it's like, I'll create content when it feels good. When I'm happy, I'm in a good mood. I'm going to shoot a video today versus being committed. When you say, I don't care. Like you said, when, when I wake up, like I you know, I'm gonna make the content, I'm gonna post the content. I make content whether I feel good, bad, in between, I'm sick, like it doesn't matter. I work that muscle every single day, every single week because I'm committed to building a brand and to you know accomplishing my goals on social. Yeah,
0: I think that that's a powerful analogy part that can, or analogy that can be tied to that is anybody that's struggled to working out if you want to know why the elite athletes are the elite athletes, it's because they get up when they don't really want it to do it. And they do yes. it. They fucking do it. Yep. And they just put the reps in. There is days. Doesn't matter if Navy seal, doesn't matter if you're a football player, NFL player, they have days where they don't feel like doing shit and they do it. So if you want to be the entrepreneur, the content creator, the video guy, the person, the successor, whatever it is, you got to be the consistent one so that's that's really powerful and I want to tie it into creativity which we know you have it you had that imagination you had that curiosity and you tapped back into that childlike stuff for people that are struggling to find that again creativity being curious again how do you unlock it how did you unlock it
1: yeah um, I think there's a, there's a psychology piece to creativity in the beginning where it's like you have to give yourself freedom and uh, you have to give yourself permission to kind of unleash your creativity, right? If you're in a place where let's say you're working at a company or maybe you're, you're, uh, it's because of your family, friends, you're scared to put yourself out there and use your creativity because you're worried what other people will say, even though those people have no bearing on your future at all then that's tough to do because you're mentally kind of psyching yourself out from even doing it. But let's say you have got past that part and you're like, man, I'm going to be creative. Like I'm okay with it. My people support me. Like I'm, I don't care what people think. Like I don't, I'm at a good place where I can put out video content. It's not going to matter. For me, what's worked really well is I've, I create the creative space. A lot of people don't know this, but every single morning, as soon as I wake up and I kind of go through my morning ritual routine and stuff, the very first thing I do is I get to my coffee shop down the street, and if it's nice, I ride my bike or walk. If it's not, I'll drive. I get to that coffee shop at 6 a.m. every single morning, and from 6 to about 7, I do pretty much nothing but just write. And I'll write content ideas out. I'll write video scripts out. I'll do my creative video script type things there. You know, where it's the edutainment fun stuff. And I just spend one hour being creative. Just and there's some days where it's like, man, I'm in my flow state and I'm going. And there's other days where like. Not shit's coming to me, and that's okay though because I give my opportunity, I give myself an at bat every single day that I'm there. And if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm not relying on one you know once a week or once every two weeks to try to be creative at a library. Like you know, I'm I'm actually putting myself in a position where I've I've given myself like this is your playtime. This is your playground. Like go go play. Just have fun. You know. And I like in the, for me in the morning, it's really good because you're not faced with all the challenges throughout the day. You haven't had the headaches, the problems, the challenge, you know, whether it's personal or business stuff, things just come up and your mind starts to get kind of clouded. I like doing it in the morning because your mind's very clear. You're focused kind of half asleep still. (laughs) So I'm in like dream state anyways, you know? And so it's just like, for me, that's, what's worked really well. I think really honestly give yourself some time to just play and just create whatever you want to create. Let your imagination run wild. Um, that building a habit has helped me tremendously. I think that's awesome. I think that is probably
0: the most powerful piece of wisdom in creativity and harnessing creativity is get out of your own way and create the space, right? Just allow it to happen, allow it to flow, allow the, uh, w- the words to kind of go. And if it, you're writing, you're like, this is crazy. Just keep writing, just keep writing. Cause you don't know what the next stem of thought is and then you'll have it. And then it connects and all these sorts. So that's, that's incredible and that's, that's life-changing for a lot of people if they create the space. And what I like more and to emphasize that even more with getting into the right mindset and not losing that mindset is that when you say I'm going to get up early at 6 o'clock and go and do this, don't check your email, don't check social, don't let other people's agenda influence your mind because you won't be in that flow state then. You couldn't even tap the flow state.
1: Mm-hmm. It's tough to do, right? But I would say yes. Don't go too far. Maybe you do a couple of things, but don't go too far down a rabbit hole to where you're now in your day, because then it's harder to get in that yeah, get in that flow state and just focus on you and your creativity and storytelling and that kind of stuff. It's it's really important. And there was recently there was a time when I sort of felt like I not lost my creativity, but it wasn't as there as it was months before. And I really did a lot of reflection and I'll share this just in case someone's in this place, or maybe they're they feel like they're not creative or they, they aren't as creative as they once were. I had so many things clouded my mind from most of a business, some personal. And I actually changed my business model a little bit to decloud things and make myself happier. But I was so, I had so many little projects, like little things that I was in the weeds with every single day. And I found myself not giving myself enough mental space to actually just be creative. And so like it was affecting my creativity. And then the other thing I stopped doing was I stopped making that habit of the one hour of the morning. I stopped taking that seriously. And I started focusing on client projects during that time, other things. So no surprise, right? I, I took the playground time and I removed it. I became less creative. And then I also was clouding my mind with so many other things that I needed to say, all right, what can I just get dump out of my mind that I don't need to do anymore? How can I tweak my business model to give me more happiness, more freedom, more fulfillment, more creativity? I did all those things it aligned back up. Like I took a freaking magical pill, man. As soon as I did that thing, it was like creative mode activated. <laughs> and then I was like, right back to creative script writing, music, rapid. Like it was just, it was so crazy how it all came back. And it was really just came down to those two things, like creating the space and
0: decluttering your mind declutter in your mind. I think that's huge. And, and creating the space, put them together. Like you said, that's the secret sauce. <laughs> and you'll find that creative switch and flip it and you'll be on it on your way. That's incredible. I want to say, were there any books and I love books. I love videos. I love any content that kind of helps get people into that creativity aspect. Was there anything you consumed that really helped you realize that creativity was the answer?
1: no I, I really I'm not a re like I don't read books um, and um, I'm not like a podcaster either so I don't do podcasts but um, no there wasn't it was just creating that space and and making sure my mind had I had clarity like I could actually think about things for me that's that's always been it from day one I never read a book on like creativity or like how to make videos or any of that stuff I just like Immersed myself in it. You know what I mean. I almost think about it like for me. This is how I look at. It. I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but it's almost like I think about it like going out on the playground and just playing in my space, or on the basketball court and just being out there and and, and putting in the reps and doing it. And things would come to me right. Versus reading a book on like how to master the playground or how to master the basketball court. I think there's a place for both. Don't get me wrong, but for me, it was always just being out on the playground. And that's how, that's how, if I gave myself the space, like it would come to me.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think that's very important as well. We're, and sometimes in that creative process or finding ourselves in entrepreneurs, we have other people. And I always like the analogy of you, you, you look at somebody five or 10 steps ahead of you and you help the person five or 10 steps behind you. Was there a person that was ahead of you that you kind of just looked at as a mentor, as inspiration? And what
1: did they do for you? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, there's just lots of people like I think for me being on LinkedIn, but definitely now TikTok, there was lots of people that just showed up in my feed that I engaged with and became friends with, whether they were a sales trainer or a corporate, you know, whatever they were, um, or a fellow content marketer, whatever they were, there were people I would just see and engage with. And I would just take little bits and pieces and say, I like what they did with that, or that's interesting that they do that, or wow, this person's really consistent, like, I would just pay attention to things. And then I had someone very early on when I was still working in my full-time job who um, I was starting to make videos and he helped me. And I had no clue what, I mean, I didn't know anything about running a business or being an entrepreneur. Like I just had zero idea about any of it other than just being in sales. And um, this person was 10 years farther along the road than me, just like you said. And he was just kind of asking me some questions like, what's the purpose behind this? And how are you taking those videos and converting them to meetings and calls and clients, you know, and. What, what what's the service like what are you offering really you know have you packaged it up have you thought about the price point and how you're going to offer it and he made me think about some just basic business entrepreneurial things and i would think now i'd be like this is so simple i would give the advice to someone else but back then it was like i needed to hear that i needed a little bit more of a clear path to get to to convert and so that's what i did yeah. I think that's
0: a big part of it. And that's not something you have. You should probably hold out on. And I don't want people to get stuck up on it and say, oh, I can't start being an entrepreneur or creator or anything until I have a clear vision, price point package, strategic. No, all that.
1: I, I was, dude. I, the reason I had that conversation was because I didn't wait for that. I was putting out videos and got noticed by this guy. And then we started talking. If I had waited for something to hit me all of a sudden, then I never would have had that conversation. You got to just go and you figure out things along the way. But yeah, to your point, too many people wait for everything, you know, the stars to align. And then it's like, all right, now it's time to go. And then the stars never align. It's five years later. It's like, oh, I wish I would have done something about it. Right. But to your point about reaching back and pulling people up, you know, I put out a lot of content that I hope that helps a lot of people. But I also like I had a conversation. I love helping people in general, but I had a conversation with somebody uh, last week that we have a call set up. And he was like, you know, I'm in a similar position that you were about two years ago where I want to leave my full-time job. I've got the side hustle. Like, when did you do, how did you do it? What was the right timing? And, you know, and I said, let's just set up a call, man. Cause for me, that's fun to help somebody that I remember what it was like to be not too long ago. I was in that spot. And so for me, it's also important to bring people with
0: too i agree yeah i think it's always it's that it's like the again it's flowing through you You you're getting advice from somebody above you and you're giving it down below and it's a service it's a goodness it's a helpful spirit and i I think that's the way that the entrepreneurial spirit and that's something i've tuned into and maybe you're aware and can can attest to that as well is that entrepreneurs are always willing to help entrepreneurs it's a very supportive community and we're always here to help as best as possible
1: yeah, definitely. is We all know how challenging it is too. So that's the thing that's where it's like you want to help people because you realize it's just not, it's not easy. So you need, you need help along the way.
0: Yeah, you definitely do. I'm going to try to wrap the show up, but I'm curious to know what Alex's future looks like and what you're most excited about in the future.
1: Man, I'm, I'm most excited right now for, I feel like, you know, for me and my, there's a couple things for my video journey. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface with what we're going to do with video. There's going to be more videos and we've got more uh, edutainment, entertainment type concepts. Like, I feel like I've just gotten my feet wet. I've kind of hit that second chapter now where it's like, all right, we've done this now. Like, let's go next level. Let's play on the playground more. Let's get better ideas. Like, let's go. And the, the other thing is I'm really excited to grow my team. We're a team of uh, 14 people right now. I've got me, my team lead, and then we've got a team of editors, uh, full-time uh, editors. And I'm excited to grow that team. You know, our, our goal is to grow that team to 30-plus people by the end of the year. It's, and we're confident we've got a very good plan to get there and to help a lot, a lot of the clients uh, along the way, obviously. But I'm excited for that because that creates opportunities. You know, um, I've been able to help some of my editing team and my team lead um, provide for their families in a way that they couldn't have done before, you know, buying things like houses and new places to live and uh, cars and things that they just would struggle to, to, to get otherwise. Um, it's not just money. It's been a, a part of a team that where we care about each other and that we want to see each other grow and we have fun together. And so for me, scaling the company, but bringing the team along with me um, is something I'm really excited about. And uh, that makes me happy. It makes mm-hmm. me happy.
0: Yeah, if anybody's looking for information to maybe even get video content or even get um, newsletters or anything from you, where where could they head to get more of your information and insight
1: into video? So definitely LinkedIn's a great place because I'm on there every day, every few hours. And uh, so LinkedIn's good, send me a DM on there. You could also go to the website, uh, impacts.com. I, M as a Mary, P is and Paul, A X. As in Sam.com. um We've got videos on there, testimonials, and information about what we do. Uh, but we basically do two things: coaching and consulting. So a lot of people, a lot of times, people will say, "I want to get on video. I want to start doing all this content, social media stuff." But they don't have a good game plan, and maybe their profiles aren't set up the right way, and they don't know what content to put out or how to put it out, or you know, all that type of stuff. So we kind of consult and coach first, uh, typically, and then. We offer video editing solutions because people don't want to sit and edit their own videos for hours when you're not a professional editor, and uh, your time is is high value. So you want to outsource that stuff as much as you can. So we we hire the editors, we train them, we onboard them, we manage them, we pay them, and then they work with you full time to uh, get your videos edited. Yeah, that's
0: incredible. I think both of those solutions together, either one that works for anybody, it's and one two, it's the one two punch there, if you will, and you're able to get ideas and also you're able to offload a big part of (laughs) a business if you're trying to again strategically plan for the future here which again we know and we've already attested to video is the way things are moving and video editing is not always in the cards for everybody so definitely something that's powerful there i gotta say it's been awesome just dicing it up in this conversation in this show figuring it out and I'm really excited to see where video takes you Alex and and see where you're actually growing and supporting and building up a community around you of other creators and other people. And you're, you're an inspiration to others. So for that, thanks you for everything you've done and being on the show. So it's been a real honor, man.
1: Appreciate you, Brian. Thanks, man. It's great to be here.
0: And that's this episode of the art of mindset with your host, Brian Sage. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment, a review, five star rating on the platform in which you're listening. It really helps us grow and expand in the podcast arena. And if you want to find more information about Alex or myself, head down into the show notes. There's a lot of information there as well as links, merchandise, how you can find his videos. And it's worth checking out his content on LinkedIn as well. And as always, stay curious. Keep expanding. Thank you.